0: Good morning, world. Welcome to another episode of Zen Minded. If you are a new or returning listener, I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you're interested in more combat sports news, analysis, predictions, and discussions like the content here on Zen Minded, stay tuned because it's only going to get better from here. And be a good friend, girlfriend, husband, brother, sister, niece, nephew, uncle, aunt, whatever, and share Zen Dependently Minded with everybody who loves combat sports. Because it's only the best combat sports podcast out there. So on this episode, I uh, there's just some news broken on UFC two fifty one recently. Um, yesterday, at least yesterday, it was yesterday morning for me because I'm here in Germany. Um, the news broke that Gilbert Burns tested positive for the coronavirus, and this this was kind of shocking to a lot of people. Uh, for me, I, I wasn't too shocked because I did see a couple hours before that it was reported that. One of his cornermen tested positive, so I, I thought it was only a matter of time before he tested positive and he's yanked from the fight, and that's what happened yesterday. Unfortunately for him, um, I felt he deserved a title shot. Um, well, in the past, I, I really didn't feel like he deserved a title shot because he hadn't beat too many top contenders. I mean, he he beat Damian Maya, who's always going to be a good threat to anybody because of his jiu-jitsu, and... He beat Tyron Woodley, but Tyron Woodley looked like he didn't know what he was doing in the octagon. Um but I talked about that. I covered that in another podcast. But this guy's fought twice in the the no the no crowd um era of the UFC right now. Um He he doesn't he doesn't back down from a challenge and uh, he's been grinding. He's been really grinding, he's he's really improved his striking, um, his ground game, his jiu-jitsu game has always been good. Uh we saw that against Damian Maya. I didn't think I didn't really give him a chance to be kamar Usman, uh, but it was you don't want anybody to go through um, any kind of illness um, whether whether the coronavirus is harmful to him or not uh, it's not something that you want to see anybody go through um, anything that takes away from someone's livelihood it's always going to suck you, you never you never want to hope or pray for that on anybody, um, even your worst enemy um, so kamar Usman doesn't have an opponent. And uh, what I had read yesterday, so I assumed that this fight was off because I read somewhere, I think it was on Twitter, I think Ariel Hawani or Brett someone someone, or maybe it was just some random person that I believed, said that Kamaru Usman heard the news, didn't get on the flight to Abu Dhabi, which is a big deal. You don't have a Kamaru Usman there, you basically gotta find two opponents and you might as well just stick with um, the co-main event, which is Max Holloway and alexander volkanovsky for the featherweight fight featherweight championship so this left the ufc in an interesting spot because in order to get an opponent uh for kamaru usman you're going to need to find someone obviously that is available to make weight available to get tested for the coronavirus can get his corner men tested um and then sent out to abu dhabi and then also they have to adjust to the time difference in abu dhabi in a week which uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with jet lag, but it's not an easy thing to do, especially if you're training, trying to cut weight. This is something that's really hard to do. And uh, something that I, I kind of thought about, um, and also Ariel Helwani just talked about it on his show, was having them fight maybe at the Apex Arena or fighting somewhere else because the fight can be aired and broadcasted um, on pay-per-view no matter where it's at, it doesn't have to be in Abu Dhabi. It doesn't have to be in Fight Island. It could be anywhere. So that could solve that issue. Um, I know the two two main guys that wanted to fight Kamaru Usman were, or at least they claimed, was Colby Covington and Jorge Masvidal. And Colby Covington, I think, was the one who tweeted first. But the UFC wasn't interested. Uh, they didn't say anything to him. And then they, they pursued Jorge Masvidal. And there's currently negotiations going on right now. Um, Jorge got tested i saw his his manager put on his instagram that he got tested um he tested negative and then he also was on he took a video um or a picture of him on the phone saying negotiation so he's negotiating with the ufc so if this fight does go down it's going to be pretty exciting because this is a fight that everybody wants to see i think this is the most anticipated this is one of the most anticipated, if not the most anticipated, welterweight matchup that they could, the UFC could book r- as of right now. Uh, besides that, I think the next most anticipated fight would be Jorge Masvidal and Colby Covington. Um, but there's a lot of good fights that they could make in the welterweight division. Don't get me wrong, but this is probably, the, this is definitely the best bet because UFC 251 is already pretty stacked. It has three title fights. If they end up not, if the negotiations fall through and they don't end up going with this fight. Um, it's still a stacked card because he got two title fights. So hopefully this fight gets made. Um, I'm a little surprised. I was a little weary at first because people in the, uh, the fighters in the welterweight division love to talk. They love to tweet and say, sign the dotted line. You see Tyron Woodley, Leon Edwards, Michael Chiesa. Well, Michael Chiesa doesn't do it, but uh, he's just there. So I just threw his name out there. Colby Covington, everybody says, sign the dotted line. Um, Jorge Masvidal and Kamaro have been doing it to each other for the past six, six to nine months. It's just like, it just kind of builds hype, helps with their brand, helps them make money, whatever. I'm not gonna, not gonna fault them for it, but it seems like the negotiations for this, uh, are, are for real. Um, and I did notice that, uh, in the past, all the fighters would just be tweeting and tweeting and tweeting and even, even responding, replying to some, to some fans Um, and Jorge hasn't really said much. I mean, he posted that picture that said the definition of his definition of game bread, which was pretty cool. um, Pretty exciting, but it it seems like he's being a little more quiet because he's actually spending his time negotiating. And I was surprised because this was originally going to be the main event for fight Island. It was originally going to be Kamaru Usman and Jorge Masvidal for the welterweight strap. And then negotiations fell through. UFC moved on about a month ago because Jorge Masvidal uh, was asking for more money than the UFC was offering him. And um, most most people's response to this was kind of like, oh, either Jorge ducked Kamaru Usman or Jorge just has too big of a head. And that's kind of how I felt. I felt he has too big of a head. Um, but I got a lot of respect for him. I mean, anybody who can fight in the UFC um once or a million times and he's fought a lot. He's fought a lot, not just in the UFC, for many other promotions from back in the dog days where he was fighting in backyards, um, alongside Kimbo Slice. Like this guy this guy, uh he's a real fighter and I don't fault him. I don't blame him at all for wanting to get some money in the bank because who doesn't? I mean, getting punched in the face for years and years, as many times as he has, getting kicked in the leg, kicked in the body Elbowed in the stomach, elbowed in the back All that stuff can get old And if you're not making money for you, your future, your family What the heck are you doing? Um, So Negotiations had fallen through before So I And that was on like a full camp Jorge turned it down So the fact that um, He's negotiating for Like one week out For a one week short notice fight For the belt Against someone as fearsome and as good um and kind of un unmatched pretty much as Kamaru Usman. Uh, this is this is an exciting move and it's pretty gangster for for Street Jesus. Uh I definitely can give him that. And I've said before, many times before, that I am not even close to the biggest Jorge Masvidal fan. Uh up until the BM about like a week or two before the BMF fight, I was like, you know, I was I wasn't interested in the fight. I wasn't gonna watch it. And then all that Usada stuff went down. Jorge Masvidal gained my respect because he wasn't kicking Nate Diaz while he was down, jumping the gun, jumping the bandwagon, and assuming he was on steroids or whatever, or uh, growth hormones or uh, any type of performance enhancing drugs. Um, and I gained a lot of respect for him. And then his performance in that fight against someone who is known as one of the toughest, one uh, that has one of the best chins in the UFC, Nate Diaz, I gained more respect for him. Um, I'm not going to say I'm a fan, um now nah, I'll say I'm a fan. I'm a fan of him. He's he's an entertaining guy. He's got good boxing. Um but as far as if this matchup is made, I whether it's on a full camp or not, uh I just, I don't see jorge masvidal beating Kamaru Usman. I think if they fight 10 times, he might be able to beat him once. Catch him with a maybe he'll beat him twice. 2 out of 2 out of uh 10. So 20% I would give him if they fought 10 times. I just—I don't see—Kamaru Usman's never really been hurt. He got stunned a couple times by some of Colby's shots. Um, he's never been nut-dropped up until the Colby fight. He never lost a round. Um, and and he showed in his fight with Colby Covington, his last title defense, that he can stand and bang. Um, and that's not even his best It's not even the best thing he can do. And he carries his power through the rounds, too. Um, and Jorge Masvidal, in the past— Is notorious for not being able to stop takedowns. Um, Well, he's good at stopping takedowns. He's just not good at getting up from a takedown. Um, We saw him against just get completely demolished by Colby Covington um, in some like some grappling practice uh, American Top Team videos back when Colby was still with ATT. Uh, We saw Damian Maya um, wrestle the crap out of him. It's just it's not it's not a good matchup on paper for jorge it's kind of like khabib and connor um except connor's more of a more of a kickboxer rather than a regular boxer but jorge jorge has good boxing he's got good power um he's got good pressure he likes to kick the body uh we saw him hurt in a. diaz and actually drop him with a body kick uh uc 244 for the bmf fight uh BMF, bmf title so i i don't give him a lot i don't give him a really any chance at all coming off of one week the the only thing the, the main thing that would play to his advantage though obviously is that i mean it's going to hurt him that he only has a week to prepare but also i'm sure jorge has been training for this fight um he, he doesn't look chunky <laughs> he doesn't look like he's been eating pizza drinking modello uh what would play to his advantage is that camaro has been training for gilbert burns who is a jiu practitioner and also um he fights kind of a little bit like Jorge um Jorge doesn't press forward as much as Gilbert Burns does though so that would play towards Jorge's advantage but that's really it uh, like i said i mean like i've said in the past Kamaru Usman is a huge person he is a specimen um i'm not i'm not even sure how a guy his size um he looks he, he looks like he's carved from marble like stone like a greek statue i don't know how a guy his size doesn't get tired um he just has some crazy genes training techniques uh if you ask colby covington he takes epo uh now that's not confirmed i'm not gonna say anything uh keep keep my mouth shut on that but kamar usman is a big guy he's got a lot of power he's really strong we see him overpower people all the time every single opponent he's fought has just been completely overpowered um and they usually break um, and they're just kind of there. Just just a punching bag for him. Um, someone as tough as uh, RDA, he completely ragdolled him. He completely ragdolled Damian Maya, who's not a push around. He completely ragdolled Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley is... He, for the longest, he was untouched in the welterweight division. And he's a wrestler. And we've never seen someone do what Kamaru Usman did to him, ever. Not even close. And... That being said, seeing as how, seeing as how, Jorge, Jorge has struggled with wrestlers in the past. Um, someone like Damian Maya, who's more of a finesse guy, um, I just I don't see it going well for a guy that's a, so powerful, uh, so strong and big and imposing like Kamaru Usman. Um, I, I'm not saying he doesn't have a chance, but I just I I wouldn't bet my money. Um, just the fact that it's on short notice um also Jorge Masvidal has good endurance but you could see going into the fourth and fifth or going into the fourth round before the fight was stopped in UFC 244 um he was beating the crap out of Nate um so that was probably why he was looking tired but he was looking tired and going up against a guy like Kamaru who's going to keep coming and he's going to tire you out probably more than Nate Diaz and you're gonna have to throw every single thing into him like you did to Nate Diaz um, plus some because Camaro, like I said, has never, he's never really been wobbled or dropped. Um, he, it's not going to fly. Be- getting tired like that is not going to fly. And like I said, coming short notice, who knows how his endurance is, who knows how, how he's been training, who knows the training situation at American top team. I'm excited about this fight. If it is made, if uh nothing is official yet, I did actually get trolled by a, um, the whole reason why I even got my mic and my laptop ready to do this podcast was because I saw a fake Brett Okamoto Twitter account. I was very convincing. I said that the fight was agreed to. And I got really excited. I was messaging a bunch of my buddies. And then I noticed a bunch of people were commenting that they got fooled. So the fight has not been officially made. According to Ariel, I just saw a tweet. Um, he He said that, The talks are going in a positive direction, but there are some hurdles to go through, of course, like I just said earlier. So if this fight happens, I think it'll be an exciting fight. Um, I think no matter what, Jorge will be in a good spot, whether he wins, loses, or even there's a draw, whatever, the unlikely scenario with that. Uh, Jorge will get a lot of stock. He'll get more fans because he took this fight on short notice against the guy that most people don't want to fight um, for a title fight. He's already got the BMF belt, so he's popular, and he's also making more money. And if he wants to, when he loses, uh, he can use the excuse that it was on short notice. Maybe get a rematch, uh, depending on how bad the beating is. Um, and you never know; Jorge can always pull something crazy. Um, he could like, he could rock, he could rock Kumar Usman with a hook, or he could catch him with a flying knee. I mean, anything's possible. But just being realistic. And going off of the film study I've done on both fighters I've seen every single one of their UFC fights and some of some of um some of Jorge's fights before the UFC I just I don't give him a I'm not going to give him the benefit of the doubt I think Kamaru is going to I think Camaro is going to ragdoll him and I think I honestly think he might finish him um I think I think he'll be able to finish him maybe with ground and pound um, or it will go to decision and it will just be a 50, 44 or something insane. Um, I take that back. You know, I think it could be a 50, I think it could be 49, 46 or 50, 45. I don't see Jorge. I see Jorge throwing some fireworks and giving his best resistance, um, early on, but I just think the Jorge train is going to get, he's going to get silenced. He's going to be humbled. And, um, but either way, it's a win-win for Jorge. And it's also, eh, if if Kamara was to lose, it would suck. But winning and beating Jorge Masvidal, who a lot of people think is the biggest threat for him besides Colby Covington, that's that's a good thing, of course. A, a title defense is going to add to, uh, he can start building his legacy. So we'll see how this turns out. Uh, fingers crossed. I'm not going to get too excited. Uh, I already got fooled once, but I'll be checking checking for some updates all day and then um, put out on my podcast page or on my Twitter Whenever I promote my podcast. I'll put out if there's any news, and uh, we'll go from there. But either way, UFC 251 is going to be a banger. It's going to be a, it's it's a good stacked card. Um, I'm looking forward to it. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hope you guys are as excited for UFC 251 and seeing Fight Island as I am. Uh, stay tuned. It's only going to get better from here. And thank you.